You ready to rock? Ready. All right, I'm going to mute us out right now. Do it. And here we go. Guys, I'm James O'Neill. Once again, you're here with O'Neill Ops, and this is the O'Neill Ops podcast. We have Keith Rissy with us along as co-host once again. He'll be on here more often than not. And today we're going to be going over optics. This is something that, uh, you know, it, it's a really fun for us to go. Everything that we do and, and talk about is is really fun for us to go over because you know if, if we have experience with that product it's it's uh it very enjoyable and fulfilling for us to kind of go over it and, and give guys experience based on 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 our experience like we just had a couple fellas here that just left they came from minnesota what were they probably 60 or more yeah mid eight hour drive <clears throat> they came all the way here because yeah, he had to work tomorrow morning the guy was a a, a surgis a surgeon assistant is what yep. he said right yeah say that he had to work in the morning. Eight hours back, he's like, "I might just I call." We were the only ones that did that. <laughs> I said, you "Just blame it on, just blame it on us." But I mean, he came and he looked at at some thermal. You know, that's something that a lot of guys don't get to. They they buy something that's thousands of dollars, and they don't know other than what people are saying online or or guys are uh, talking learning, about learning about them on their own the hard way, you know, and a lot of times you don't, you, you, you invest that money and guess what? You're, you're, you're almost stuck with it. By the time you turn around and try to get rid of it, you're, you're already at a loss. But like these guys, they came, they looked at thermals and, uh, we had three or four different ones that we had from, from Tyler Adair at ultimate night vision. And we're going to be going over some podcasts, a lot of podcasts on night hunting guys. I just posted, a. Instagram post this afternoon and said, Hey man, the, the, the optics episode is going live. Any information that you guys want that we could possibly go over message us. We'll see if we can't do it. And a lot of guys, I said, I would say probably at least a dozen guys within the past hour have said, Hey, you know, thermal night vision clip on units. So we're going to hit it up. Sure. Just a matter of time. But, um, this episode we're going over optics, day optics, day optics. glass, glass, Binos, LRFs, and when I mean LRFs, they're going to be LRF bino integrated. They're going to be binos integrated with LRFs. We not we don't carry uh, a designated laser rangefinder. That's uh, you know like a little like like you see the bow hunters carry. We don't we don't do that. We don't carry those. Um, nothing against it. It's just something that we don't carry. And we're also going to be going over weapon sights, scopes. Uh, more than likely mid to long range options, but they work just as good close quarters if you know how to do it. But I say we touch base on uh, binos first. We kind of have some talking points that we, we, we wrote down on a bullet list. I really like to ad lib stuff, which we will, but I kind of want to keep it organized too. You know, sometimes. You're um, never organized. Come on, man. 
ADD is what gets me, dude. ADD coupled with uh, caffeine gets me. I, I'm I'm a peasant today, dude. I don't have the Keith forgot to bring a bang out. Yeah. We had one left over, so I said, "Dude, you bring them out. You're getting that one." So I'm a peasant. I'm drinking coffee. But go go for it, dude. Binos, binos. Here's the deal. Um, let's let's kind of go. I'm not, I don't want to get real technical on you guys. And I knew it. That's what's going to happen. Um, how does that one work? How does that work? I just, sorry, guys. I got a phone right here. We get, I talked to a couple guys on suppressors this afternoon and guys calling this and that. But um, uh, let's talk about not real. Yeah, we'll get a little bit technical here, but not crazy, okay? Just, it's, it's kind of common can, sense. You can a little more on binos. We only run a couple different pairs as of right now. You know, me and John kind of have the same thing. You, you run a little, little different setup. But we have all ran different setups. Oh, we have. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're, you're 100% right. So, like, the way that I look at binoculars, and, and, and we'll get real technical barely real quick here, how, if, if that even makes sense, but exit pupil, you know, we had a guy come out uh, that was uh, uh, Michael Bacalieri from Loopold. He's the head optics, Loopold Optics Academy instructor. And he came out and put a course on with us last year. And we were, I recorded all of it. And he ran us through the ringer. It was awesome. He came out and shot some coyotes with us. Got some cool pictures. Awesome dude. Same age as us. Great guy, yeah. Sniper. <clears throat> like, those are the guys that you want to hang out with and pick their brain. Because... The more information that I can, I'm a freaking want to be a sponge when it comes to that, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with what we do, that's right in line with what we do. And he filled us in on, on really like, like crazy, the crazy, the, I, I could go through and watch that video over and over and learn something every time I watch it, sure. probably 20 or 30 different times. Oh yeah. But one of the things that was really, um, uh, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily call it informational, but um, it, it's, it falls in line with what I'm talking about is, is exit pupil, okay? That, that's something that, that you can, it's basically relative to what we're talking about. And, and exit pupil is, this is probably one of the most technical things maybe that we're going to talk about today is that's basically in a way the kind of amount of, of light that comes through the amount of light transmission. So, so exit pupil basically is it's your objective divided by your magnification. Okay. The bigger, the magnification, the lower power, the bigger, the exit pupil is going to be the bigger number you get and the bigger number that you get. It's, it's like this. And the easiest way to explain it is if you hold your binoculars up, dude, and you, 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 you get that little tiny pupil. Well, a, a, a pair of eight by fifties is going to have a bigger pupil than, you know, some, uh, 10 by 42s. And the bigger the exit pupil, the more light that comes through, basically the more information that you get. And I mean, we, we've got numbers where like an eight by 42 is a 5.25 millimeter exit pupil versus a 12 by 50, which is a 4.1, but here's the kicker. So you get eight by 42s. All right. Say you got a pair of eight by 42s that are just your standard binoculars nothing crazy four or five six hundred dollar pair of binoculars and then and it's got a bigger exit pupil therefore it theoretically should be letting more light in brighter image and then you've got some 12 by 50s like you have the els 
that have superior glass. That's where it really shines, where a lot of guys don't pay attention, I think. So you have, uh, you know, the 12 by 50s, but you have superior glass. Those, those are phenomenal binos. So there's a kind of a, uh, you know, kind of like a, a happy, I don't know if I want to say a happy medium there, but there's a scale. There's some pros and cons. You can get by with a lot more with better glass than you can without it. And, and with what we're doing, it pays to have good glass because we've got them glued to our eyes. All the time. Yeah, constantly. All the From time. the time we get out of the pickup, you know, going in and out of sets. It's, it's, a, it's a constant glass. It's like you said, they're, they're glued to our eyes. <clears throat> our eyeballs and and that that's uh, that's right i mean we're we're like tonight we went out and made a set killed a coyote got some awesome footage first thing we did is you know and actually went into a place we hadn't been in years, ever years ever really yeah, in that yeah. specific spot right we've so called we didn't, i mean we didn't know so like you said glass it pick know. it apart yep when i'm setting the call out keys picking it apart like in, and vice versa, if he's setting the call out or if somebody else is setting the call out, if John's setting the call out, Keith and I are picking it apart. Yep. We are glassing. We're looking for those ears in the yeah, grass. I, I want to see that one laid down. I want to, I want to see him bedded before we hit that call. And, and that's the difference in between good glass and not good glass. There sure. is, it's hard to explain guys for the guys that haven't. And, and, and here's the thing goes back to what, what you said, just because something is really good for us doesn't mean it's going to be really good for you you know right. if you just need a pair and you want to go on the weekend go buy a, you know a four or five hundred dollar pair that will work for you sure but um with what we do like here, here's another example um everyday use like we just said i have my binos on my chest all summer long i manage an additional ranch uh on top of ours and i've got my bino pack i've got my glass and I'm always using them every single day. I mean, it, it, I, I'm to the point where when I don't strap my chest gone, I feel like naked. Like I, I don't got yeah. freaking spandies on. Yep. And that's kind of where, you know, that's one of those things where it, 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 it's also a lot easier on your eyes too. 100%. For sure. You sit there, you look through glass all day long or even hours at a time, which we, which we do, maybe not consistently. No. You know, you see a lot of those mountain hunters that have their eyes glued for hours and hours. Right. But guess what? They might do it for a week and then they're done. Yeah. Well, we do this. We might be on set 40, 45 minutes, maybe longer. And then we know, go to another yeah. one. Yeah. But the whole time, one of us, I mean, we're glassing at least 75% of the time. And, and then we go to another one and do the sure. same thing. Yeah. And then, then. And we're doing this five or six days a week. Exactly. Then we do it the next day Maybe and seven, the next day, you know, and it, it, it the good glass, it, it's edge to edge crispness and the quality, it, it, it's so much easier on your eyes. You don't get eye strain. You don't get headaches. You, and, and, you know, you got to whether justify whether or not a 2000 pair, $2,000 pair of binoculars is worth it or not. And maybe to the, the weekend guy that goes three or four times a year or winter. It might not be. Nope. It is to me, though. You know, because it, and that's, and there's both ways, you know, not to be wishy washy on it, but you, there, there's, there's definitely a benefit in it. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, like there's some things that you kind of got to pay attention to. We were talking about exit people, you know, you, you, I've ran some of the glass, it'll go through a couple of the, the binoculars that we've used. Um, I used to have a pair of, 10 by 50 SLCs 
their Swarovski, yeah. good, good light transmission. And then they came out with the EL glass and I upgraded to the 12 by fifties and you got the 12 by, you still currently run the 12 by fifties. Yep. And man, I've looked through a lot of binos and I find that 12 by 50 hard to beat. And the only reason you switched is for the range. Yep. And then I switched. That's what I did. I switched and got, I, I got rid of my 12 by fifties and, and, and there's little benefits in between here. And like the SLCs had an aluminum frame yeah. and the 12 by fifties went to a magnesium light. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what, what's there probably a half a pound difference? Yeah, maybe there's a lot actually. I mean, you can really tell if you have them both in your hand big time Yeah, and that's weight on your neck. That's yeah. weight on your chest that you're carrying all the time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, there's little, little, you know, minute things that if you don't pay attention, you, if you do pay attention to they're a benefit, you pay more for it, but, um, you know, it just depends on whether or not you can justify it. And, and then I actually got rid of my 12 by fifties and you kept yours. The, yeah. I mean, and here's the deal. And what, what, what I did was, is, uh, I, I got my, my 10 by 42 EL ranges, Swarovski EL ranges, phenomenal glass. A lot of guys say, you know, you compromise glass quality when you introduce electronics and when you pay for good, good, I would, I would call it European glass. You know, you yeah. got like your Swarovski, your Leicas, even your Zeiss. I don't see any compromise in glass quality from the EL range to even the 12 by fifties. I don't see difference in glass sure, quality, sure. but there was some, you know, uh, I, I, I got really used to the, to the EL ranges and the reticle, you've looked through it. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, it's, it's like a fat donut. Yeah. It's a little fuzz, you know, it's got, I don't know what they call it, you know, where it's, it's, you got your, your red on the middle, but on the outside, like you said, it's a donut and know? it's, and it's pretty fat where, where that like is crisp, a lot more crisp, discreet, reticle. yeah, low profile. Yeah. Yep. You can see it's, can it's, you change the brightness in your reticle? Mm-hmm. Can you on, on the Swarovski? It was, I had it on automatic. So in low light, oh, it would yeah, go okay. dim, okay. but it's still, still, it was, yeah, it was, it was th- nothing against the glass quality is phenomenal. And we'll kind of go into no, that. And it had nothing to do with the glass quality. No, the glass was good. But what happened is, I mean, the the range and, and granted we're not we don't need to have a lot of range if we could get one to to peg out 800 yards consistently it's you know that's good enough for coyote hunting but that's yeah. not what we do i mean we're we're always constantly ranging crazy stuff you are <laughs> yeah you you the like the so that the the swarovskis um the 10 by 42 el ranges um when i got rid of mine i would i i think i remember the first time i hit over 2000 and i was like whoa you know, I, yeah. I could easily, yeah. we could range to the 1100 yard target easy, 1200 yard easy yep. target on a good reflective target. But I hit the side of a hill at like 20, I want to say it was 2280 for some reason that I probably wrong, but that it was over 2000 and I, that was the furthest I ever hit. And the glass quality is phenomenal. Like, um, the, the, the glass quality was, that was my computer. Yeah. It is, is the brightness awesome no complaints but when i when I, I won't even say I upgraded but i swapped to the leica i got the hdbs the hdb 3000s the the range you can't come you can't compare the ranging capabilities of those two the the leica's just hammer yeah. i we were down on the river we sighted up the river i was hitting 360 one time yeah on trees is quickness wise did you notice anything difference from the leica to the like, the like the, like the return, like, like you, right. you, how quick that range comes. It, it's there. I would say they're both similar. No. Okay. 
Okay. But like the what, what the main the main thing that I noticed, it takes a while to get used to anything. I, I think that I liked the ergonomics of the EL ranges better, but now that I'm used to those, I yeah. think that those are yeah. better. Yeah. It's just one of those things it takes a little bit. You you're using something new. Yeah. But what I do notice is like the the glass and we'll kind of get into that, but um the the ranging capability is, is superior. Hands down. That's no no there's you can't dispute that. And then um clarity of the glass same you i i um have a buddy that actually got the hdb 3000s the same time i got the el ranges and i had the benefit of laying down in low light early okay. morning yep. later in the evening and just constantly going through which one's better which one's better swarovski was brighter but the clarity wasn't different the clarity the crispness everything yep. was yep. the same but and i think that relates to the coating the, the lens coating like if you look at we were talking about it yesterday if you look at my my uh el or my my hdb 3000s i mean you can kind of see that tint little pink little pinkish red yeah yep. and then if you look at the swarovskis it's like a yellow sure it's it's like a yellowish and i think night force has a little bit of a yellow tint to it too as well yep when you look through it right but like the coatings like what i'm seeing on mine yeah, see how it's kind of, it's it's clear, maybe a little bit of yellow or red. It, it's tough. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know a lot about coatings. Right. But like the way that I noticed on my Leicas, and this might this is just something that I observed. Um, they're kind of a red, a little bit of a red tint, red coating to them. Awesome glass quality, but I think it kind of messes in like the in, in relation to like your cameras, your white balance. It, with the reds, with the red coating, it kind of filters out the red. You, you and I both wear red iridium or fire iridium Oakleys. Yep. And if you wear like a, you know, like a regular mirrored, like a like a black mirrored yeah, or like yeah. the green Revix that we had, yep. you, there's a distinct difference in what those coatings or those mirror, those lenses filter out. And the red ones kind of give you a more blue tint. Like a okay. cooler yeah. tint, a yeah. higher a higher white balance, like your six thousand, five thousand daytime stuff. To me, that kind of makes your eyes. Um, when you remove the glasses, it, it, it your eyes are already kind of accustomed to the natural scenario. If you get what I'm yeah. saying, and it's yeah, not I understand what you're saying. So we'll wear our, our our Oakleys with our red iridiums, and when we pull them off, sure, you know your eyes are more sensitive, but it doesn't change the color factor of the right. overall spectrum. Where you wear like your green tinted or like your your regular mirrored, and you pull them off, and everything changes. Yeah, and and I think that's something to. Uh, I might be way off base, but I I see the red tint on those, and it gives it a cooler white balance, a little easier on the eye. Where the Swarovskis are bright, yeah, which it's, is yeah. which is good. I mean, those you can't beat the the quality of those, and it's a a white clear bright crisp image and you like i said i would the brightness i think goes to Swarovski. it's yeah. superior yeah but the leica the clarity and it's I've the same had the, the els you know i've always had the swirls so i haven't had it look you know had a, a different glass i guess up to my face all the time to, you know to compare anything like that so i'm you just went, you went, you, you went big, you went yeah. big right <laughs> off which yeah. is good there's nothing wrong with it yeah. you knew you looked through mine right like dude yeah this is, and here's the deal. Those 12 by fifties are like the ultimate long range glassing equipment without having to 
tripod mount them. Yeah. I mean, you make that step up to 15 by 56s. And here's another thing too we should probably talk about. The more magnification that you introduce, the more shake that you get. The same thing with a weapon sight. Yeah, if you if you got that huge magnification in a in a pair of binos, you're gonna have to sit down. Yep. You know, in as far as glassing, you just can't. can't you can't, can't do it. No, no, it's any little minute movement. It yep. it reflects that image and it jumps. You can't see where you know those twelve by fifties. There's a happy medium there. If you don't train with those and you can't hold them still, you you're not gonna like them. Right. But we're used to them, and like a lot of times, you can always balance. You you can kind of. Set yourself up. If you're prone out, oh yeah, you're not against yeah. the ground. Yep. You can keep it steady. Or a lot of times when you're seated, we'll lean back yep. and kink our shoulders in or yep. our elbows into our ribs. And Rest it right it. on your bino pack. That works pretty good. Yep, exactly. Little things like that that you sure. can kind of modify and, and make it work. But there's, you know, there's some techniques that we use for glassing. Like there's a lot of guys that, that I've talked to um, about how, how, like you said, what was the technique you were talking about yesterday? Where you grid it up go across yep. down across um you know there's with what we do it's kind of just like a uh, a custom i mean we just do what we do and you get used to it you know in, in our train a lot of it's peripheral and and that's a perk of having high quality glass because the edges are just as clear as the middle if you look if you're looking and you look over to the edge the edge of that glass like I was reading a study on a Swarovski spotter and they sure. were doing a whole bunch and they were like, gosh, one guy was doing it at like a, on a newspaper at like 50 yards or something. And with the Swarovski spotter it was basically the only one at the time. I mean, who the hell knows what's going on now, but you could see and read the writing from edge to edge. Everything else kind of fizzled out sure. on, on other ones, on right, other spotters. Right, right, right. And, and that you can see that plain as day in these, in this good glass that gives you a wider field of view. And a better peripheral. I mean, is that worth an extra X amount of dollars? Maybe not to everybody. Yeah. But when you're buying something like that, it's something to know. Yeah, it's good to have. I mean, as, as far as if you're going to pay that, I mean. You'd want to have it. Why wouldn't you want that? Exactly. You know? And it should have it. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Um, The, the, the laser range finding, what I was kind of talking about, for what we do, we'll, this this will, we'll cover it. Um, massive benefit, man. Almost to the extent of calling it a game changer. Having a good pair of binoculars with an integrated laser rangefinder, being able to just nail spots without having to swap between back and forth, back and forth. Um, you know, like a handheld rangefinder, uh, uh, yeah, designated yeah. rangefinder only versus your binos. A lot of guys will carry both having good glass, spending the money on one piece of equipment. And I mean, even, even like, like tonight when we're, you know, I mean, we'll call in a double, we'll kill one, a coyote will run. And I I can, I can pick him up in range. If you're smart, you do it beforehand and you already know the train and you're like, all right, that furthest ridge is my, is where I want to stop him at, or I want to kill him at, or I, when he, if he goes past that, you said it's a, what if, you know, I want to know that range right there just in case this happens or I want to know the range on this hill over here, just in case he, he holds up, you know, and then you don't have to do it later. It's, it's there. You're on the camera or I'm on the camera, what have you. You just know that range, you know, it's, it's a force multiplier. It is. It's, it's great. You know, it's big time. And being able to have that integrated into really good binos is just something that it's, it, it's, it's almost less equipment, but that doesn't really matter. 
but it, man, I just, I, I use it all the time. I'm oh, always, yeah. you're, a, you're a range guy. You wear them batteries down in that thing. I know you do push a button every, every time I'm on set, I'll probably push a button 20 different times. Yeah. But you know, and what that does is it gives you, it, it gives you an acquired skill set because the more that you range stuff, you're, you, what you do is you find yourself, how far is that? All right. All right. I'm thinking it's 600 yards. Boom. 400. Oh, I was way off. You kind of teach yourself and, and eventually you get to where, I mean, granted, trust me, it ain't the difference between making a kill shot and not by guessing you're 50 yards off. That's a miss. Yeah. A lot of times at a long range to your 20 yards off. That's a miss. So you don't want to mess around, but it's fun to do. And you get an educated idea based on using stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's just, an, it's, 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 it's definitely not a bad asset to have for sure. And, um, I mean, gosh, I, I've ran, I've been kind of into range finding binos for a while. I, I, dude, it was right when we first started. I had a did pair you, of, you didn't have anything before the, did you have anything before the ELs? I did. I had, um, some old Leupold and I'm, I, I don't remember. I wrote it down, but I, I don't, don't quote me if I'm wrong. I might be saying some stuff that's not right, but they were oh, like Leupold RXB4s. Oh my gosh, dude. They were, had to be some of the first range finding binos that came out. <laughs> and and you could pull, I still have them. Which, John uses them. Oh, that, you, those you, are the ones. Those great ones. You yep, can you can yeah. pull them apart. Yep, yep. And and I mean they would range out to eight hundred, but the the you didn't want to use them as binos. Right. I mean that's right there is the epitome of compromising glass quality to have a rangefinder. Yeah, you would have been better off probably having a designated rangefinder. But yeah, those are some of the first ones I had. They were like eight hundred bucks. Sure. And that's where I kind of broke the ice into it, and then I kind of started getting reading and getting into it and then this new better equipment comes out and it's so much more advanced and um then i think i got some new cons dude new con uh i can't remember the model i should have wrote it down they're like a uh three thousand something or a 2500 they're supposed to range over two thousand and they're a freaking like like vectors almost <laughs> like big old hunk. You ain't going to carry him with you anyway. Right. Throw him in a Pelican case. And when you prone out and shoot steel at thousand, 1500 yards, that's where you break them out. Not a hunting situation. Right. And, um, glass quality on those junk. No good. Like honestly, yeah. Price of those few thousand bucks. You can get them now for probably a few hundred because they ain't worth it. But what, then what were those? They were the Nukon. They okay. were Nukon laser rangefinders. Now they make new stuff too. I mean, they make newer, better stuff at the time. These were, gosh, I, I can't remember. The, they, they were a 2,500 something or a 3,000 something. Yeah. And the furthest I ever got them to range was like 2,500. I don't even think I got them to range 3,000. But then I kind of get like my 308 infatuation, you know? I, I do. I do. I have an infatuation with glass, with yeah. binos. Yeah. Like I've got a pair of, of uh, 8 by 42 um they're they're what they are is they're they're the predecessor to the Nikon edges and those edges are like two thousand dollar binos and they're eight by forty twos and I've got them I I they're down in my safe. Oh those premieres? They're they're like premieres. They are, but they're not the premieres. If you Google a premiere, they're like eleven or twelve hundred. These are the two thousand dollars. Oh really? These are the good these are Nikon's premier right. flagship okay, model. Okay. They're they're like they're they're the they they will honestly they'll fall right in line with these, they're really good. But um, I had those use them, and I, I actually should. I've still got them in the brand new box. But um, you know I just I like getting my hands on different pieces of equipment, different glass. But I've kind of come to the conclusion that you know why sit on a two thousand dollar piece of equipment if you're actually not using it. 
You haven't came to that conclusion. Kinda. <laughs> not not really with guns, but with glass in a, in in a sense. Sure. And then we got the I got those right there, the fours, the vector fours. If you guys aren't familiar with those, Google it. Um, I got introduced to the, well, I knew about them quite a while. I've been on sniper's hide and kind of, you, there's a lot of information out there, but what I did was I got those, um, with my Trimble Nomad and yeah. I've got a field firing solution program. I worked with a guy, Blaine Fields, uh, good dude. He designed the program and, uh, I, he would always upgrade me for free because I would kind of, I'd test it, use some stuff. Well, the vector laser range finders. Uh, came with a, a remote firing cable and um, it would plug right into my Trimble Nomad. And when you ranged, it would, it would range your target to the 10th of a yard or the 10th of a meter, whatever mm -hmm. you have your setting on. And um, I would, you know, it was kind of cool just to mess with it, but it wasn't really practical unless you're proned out, taking this, a lot of time. Steel, strictly yep. shooting steel. Just steel, yep. kind of just a fun deal just to see yep. how it worked. Well, then you could have the Kestrel, and the Kestrel would, would interface with the Nomad and the Ballistic Program, and it would Bluetooth. Bluetooth it, yep. So it would automatically transmit, and you could set it to update every so often. It would, it would integrate the, the wind, the temperature, the barometric pressure, the humidity, all your atmospherics straight into that Trimble Nomad and input it into that field firing solution. At the time, I was using Delta 4. I think I've got it upgraded to Delta 5, and I haven't. I don't know what they have now because I just, I don't, with all this new technology and phones, and we'll kind of maybe do a podcast on that, but I'd plug it into the, to the, to the vectors and range, and you'd have your whole solution in front of you. And in theory, well, whatever it tells you to do, you do it and you should hit. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. But you know, that's kind of an infatuation with glass, and those Leicas are hammers, dude. We, we went, we, well, shouldn't say where we made that set, but um, <laughs> we made a set today, and I ranged a house from my house 4,400 yards with it. No, the, with the vectors. With the vectors. Yeah. And those have good glass. They're 7 by 42s and they've got Leica glass. And, and I, you, I could see myself using those as binos, but they're too bulky. Sure. You know, if the, if the ranging capabilities went down on that, they would be nothing. But yeah. If, half-assed yeah, pair of binos yeah, yeah. but um the furthest range i've got with those just for you just out of curiosity i was on over at clarence's on the road and i sighted through that draw all the way up to the highway i ranged a moving semi at over six thousand yards with that thing in a crazy story i know a couple guys online they have a, the, the 21s the vector 21s and that's twice the ranging capability of what that has if not so more what are they supposed to do dude they'll go like 20 20 kilos they're they're like they'll they'll go like 20 kilometers they're they're it's it's crazy yeah it's it's nuts but like what one guy told me that he did with his and i don't know if it's true or not but he told me he actually measured the skull of a bear to determine whether or not they went after it because they were after a booner from what kind of distance it was it was hundreds of yards if not further than that which really? i don't see how you can get yeah, that precise yeah. But he said he did it. He said, I have used my 21s to measure the skull of a bear to determine whether or not we wanted to pursue that animal. Or really? Not. That's, yeah, not even lying, not kidding. So, I mean, and those vectors are, the, the, the capabilities that they have are, I mean, I, I've done it before. You read the owner's manual and the stuff that it'll do, it'll calculate height and width. Like you can calculate, you can like hit one corner of a grain bed, hit the other corner and then hit another corner and it'll do the math and tell you the height of it. 
Really? Yeah, you can do all sorts of crazy mm. stuff, but that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, just some just like kind of little talking points about about glassing and the kind of the equipment that we use. It's that that's a cool piece of equipment, but um, regarding is it real functional for us? Not really. It's fun. It is on the range. Yep. If we want to set steel out there and have an accurate range, 2,000 yards, I've used, that's what I use to, to yeah. get the norm out to 2,050. You know, it, it helps to have that kind of capability if you're going to be messing around like that. But then again, you know, you yeah. want to spend that much money to mess around. Yeah. Scopes, hey? I think so, dude. I'm trying to, th if, if, if you got everything, if there's anything that you want to touch base on, on any techniques or any reasons or anything that we utilize these binos for, I mean, I think we kind of hammered that. Yeah. There's, there's, we, we use them every day. That's a damn, that's a tool. That's a tool that we have to have in our arsenal every single, there's a lot of, dude, here's the thing. Here's what we were talking about yesterday too, real quick with binos. Um, I mean, they're an absolute necessity going into our sets. And a lot of guys cannot comprehend that. I'm like, dude, it's not like we're trying to do something or be something that we're not. But as soon as our heads peek over that draw where we can see any amount of ground, what's the first thing that happens? Get the binos out. And scour Get that. Out. Just scan the yeah. living hell out of that ground in front of us. And then guess what? Then we go to where about... Our torso's exposed, and we scan that underlying ground. Oh, yeah, constantly scanning, walking in on a set. And, and we keep going. You imagine how many animals guys walk in and spook, and, and you probably come back and kill that and animal. We've done it. I mean, it's happened to us. It, 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 but it we does. try to fix that variable. Right. We try right. to solve that problem. Well, like and you said tonight, how many you think how many how many coyotes do you think seen us there? Just by no. driving, right? Just by and it's ridiculous because you know they are. Yeah. But but what you have to do is you have to. That's that's a technique where you go. You know what? You're not gonna fix that problem ever. There's gonna be a point in time where you get into no matter what, even if you're walking. There's gonna be a point in time where there's an animal out there a mile, a two miles away that was going to see you and you ain't going to call him in and you might not ever know he's there, but he knows you're there. Yeah. And so what you have to do is you just have to kind of like what we did tonight. All right, here's what happens. Everything behind us out the window. Yep. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bank that, that whatever was behind us is gone because of us driving in yep. and we're going to target what's in front of us. Right. And that's where our binos and our glass come in. We start from there on, we work forward. We walk and scan. And then as soon as we get into position, keep on scanning yeah. because there's dude, there's been times where we get in and you've, you've actually found and, coyotes curled up. And even after we're done, maybe we shot, you know, or we're done calling. We're going to give up, but let's glass one more time. Maybe there's something coming in, you know, cause granted, I mean, We've gone out of sets before and stood up or did whatever, and a coyote takes off. And that's a that's a, a, a awesome point because and, like, and you you always say I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this one more time and then we'll we'll give it five minutes. Yep, you and sit the, there in those last five minutes. You're glued, glued. Yep, that's yep. what we're doing. Just glass and hammering the glass. It, and especially on a year like this, with all the moisture we've had in the tall grass, you have to pay attention because yep. you might only see their ears. You might only right. see their head. Right. And that's a that's a really good point, though. I mean. You, you you call and and I'm like you know what the the smart thing to do as much as you want to break it down and get out of there and go man you'll you, you might be missing 10% of those that number you put up at the end of the year if you yeah. would just sit yeah. there and wait 
sit there. And that's what we're getting, you know, to the point to do. And we're sitting there putting in our time. And even if we don't get something at a set, you know what, from, from the time we started to the time we ended it, we did it right. Yep. We did. We, we know we didn't get met. We didn't get spotted. Yep. We know we didn't get busted. We, we might not have killed one, but yep. we know for a fact that nothing came in and we can comfortably leave that set knowing that we freaking looked over every single square foot of, I mean, as much as we could possibly see. And we right. were comfortable even, and that, that, that's a big, to me, that's almost a win because guess what? We can go back into that spot again and be successful. Yeah. So that's and, the way that I look at it. And at the end of the week, you're going five or six, seven days a week. That might be two or three, four coyotes a week, you know? And a lot of times it is. Yeah. A lot of times it is just taking that extra time and paying attention, gluing your, and, and there's a lot of guys out there that just don't understand the terrain that we live in, the wide open area, the wide open country, which is like, goes back to what we were saying. You might not need them where, where right. you hunt. Right. And, and it's, nothing's right or wrong about this. It's just, you know, we're giving you guys insight on kind of how we do it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't, but we're still going to do it. Yep. It does. It, I mean, sometimes you never know, but all we're trying to do is that it's like a math equation, man. Think about it like that. Eliminate any, every variable that you can within your, within your power to do. And in, in you're increasing the odds. You're, and you're, you're still you're, at, a, at a disadvantage. <laughs> that's right, dude. <laughs> and no matter what you do, you're dude. This is what I said yesterday. There's a, there's a saying, and I actually have it on my uh, on my um, signature line on a on a forum. There's a saying that says, "A feather fell from the sky. The eagle saw it. The deer heard it, and the bear smelled it. But only the coyote did all three. <laughs> that's the truth, too. It's it is. It don't matter what you do, you're still gonna be at a disadvantage. They can hear, see, smell millions of times better. There, I mean, you binoculars are. It, I mean, you're you're not even leveling the playing field by using them. You're not. And there's a lot of guys out there like, dude, I just I don't. You don't need to have those. You don't. You don't. You just watch for movement. I'm like, dude, here's the thing. Like this is a this is relevant. You if you can see that coyote out there as far as you can. Before he's close enough that the human eye can pick him up, what the hell Why are you talking? Why wouldn't you want to? Yeah, you're already you're setting yourself up for success. You're like, all right, there he is. He's at point yeah. A. Yeah. We want him to be here. We know what direction he's coming in. At least we can kind of counter it. Yeah. Before all of a sudden, boom, he's in your peripheral and he's fifty yards of staring at your face. <laughs> I mean, and and you're facing this way when you need to be over here. Exactly. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be, I'm gonna move over here when he's five six hundred yards out there rather than fifty. You know obviously dude we should we need to just break this stuff down on a whiteboard and kind of because a lot of guys are probably like what the hell are these guys looking this way that but you're that's right i mean you can close your eyes and imagine what we're saying right it's just it's you you just because it it is what it is but it's a benefit guys it's a good glass is freaking an asset and if you can afford it freaking get it yeah just do it you'll you'll it's something that you those el's those are going to be probably some of the best glass. I don't know how they can improve that yeah, I don't. right now unless they do some kind of image stabilization that doesn't compromise the clarity. But you could have them forever. Sure. Good glass. You have them forever. Invest in something like that. Yeah, I think those are, gosh, they might be five, six years I'd old. I'd say I bet five. Yeah. And, man, to, from the go to, from the SLCs up to the ELs, there's, there is – a difference yeah but 
not enough that a, if a guy invests that much money in it, that he's going to sell them and probably upgrade. Right. Unless you are like us. <laughs> yeah. I'm always going to have something like that. That's for dang sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you get something, you, you, it wrecks you. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it, but, um, let's do, <laughs> we're at 40 minutes and we just talked about binos is all <laughs> two segment podcast on optics. Or do you guys just want to keep listening to us BS and go for an hour and a half? Let's just do it. Let's just hammer out scopes. Scopes. Weapon sights. Daytime optics. Um, I would say, dude, the first quote-unquote tactical long-range scope that I got was probably, it was a long time ago. I built a 308, and uh, I had a Night Force NXS 3.5 to 15 by 56. And then there kicked in my... It was like an MP1 reticle, probably? NPR1. Okay. Yep. Mill. Uh, yeah. MOA, MOA. It's, it was a, a minute hash between each uh, yeah. hash. Yeah. A, a minute between each hash. And uh, that's where my uh, infatuation, my fetish kicked in. My optics fetish right there, dude. Not even kidding. Because then guess what I got? I got the 5.5 to 22 by 56 NXS. Then I got the eight to thirty-two by fifty-six, and then I got the twelve to forty-two yeah, by fifty-six. Pile of them They're right there. there, all of them. John's got one copped, and actually, a kid at church said, "Hey, dude, you got any optics you want?" I'm like, "Probably might listen to what we're talking about," but I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, I'll "Give you twelve hundred bucks for one." Like, hey, anybody get a hold of me here on this uh, on this deal, and I'll get you get you a night force. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's like a gun. I mean, you can always put a good scope on something. And the glass quality, those are probably, in all honesty, I would say, your most affordable, durable scope. And right. we're not tied and to one. Good. They're they're freaking hell good, yeah. Dude. The the clicks, the yeah. clicks are are crisp. Yep. Distinct. They got zero stop. I mean, with as, as some of them do. Some of them. Some of them do. Yep. So the the three of them that I have don't. One of them does. Gotcha. But they're 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 there's they're they're. they're they, but they do, but they do offer them. But these, yeah. these, the three NXSs that I have, other than other than the the five and a, or the eight to thirty two, has high speed turrets and zero stop. Okay, which high speed is basically double the minutes per rev. Right. So instead of being ten minutes per rev, it's like twenty. And I'd have to look at it because I might be freaking talking what I don't know. But it's it's really close to that. Um, those are probably some of the, you know, the, I, I was an MOA. We'll get into that. We'll get into the MOA and the mills. And but, we started with MOA. And we still, I, I use both. A lot right. of guys are scared to use both, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't, and we'll get into that. But some of the scopes that we have ran, like I said, the whole NXS line, and then they started coming out with newer stuff and I've looked through them, but I've never used them like the attacker or the beast. Eh, never, never messed with those good scopes. Night force is an awesome company. And uh, we actually tried to get them to work with us before. Yeah. And they just kind of laughed. A lot of guys laugh at us, dude. That's all right. But we find the guys that, that uh, count. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, they didn't. They didn't. We, we, I, they're tough, man. Guys, big optics manufacturers like that are tough. We've worked with Loophold. Like I said, Michael came out. Those guys, That's awesome. That speaks leaps and bounds when a guy like that comes out. Oh, sure. And, 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 and caters to and three he, dudes. And he got a hold of you, correct? Got a hold of me, talked with him, said, hey, man, I'm going to be coming out this way. It wasn't really on good terms while he was out here, but, man, we made yeah. it fun for yeah. him. He yeah. liked it. And he even said, he goes, dude, fuck, you guys are crazy. <laughs> We're sitting on the side of this hill freezing. He goes, dude, you guys go out in this shit? <laughs> like, yeah. 
this isn't even bad. Yeah, this is our hoodie weather right either. here. It wasn't bad at all. No. His toes were numb. He said he'd never been that cold in his life. All, all we got to do is acclimate him. Yeah. We give him give him a month with yeah, us, and he'll be freaking Arctic warfare style. He'd yeah. be freaking pulling triggers and sub zero easy. But we've worked with guys like that. You know, we've ran the Mark Fours. I ran a couple of the older Mark Fours. The the we've got the new Mark Fives from Leopold. Uh, good glass. Uh, I mean, great features. Uh, we yeah, haven't. Awesome. We haven't had a whole lot of time to actually. We we've used we, what we shot out to what we've taken them out to a thousand so far. Yeah. But we haven't actually hunted with them yet. Real hard this year. We're gonna sure. Um, good quality glass. I mean, good crisp turret clicks. Um, we've used a lot of USOs. We've used the ER twenty five, the LR seventeen, the MR ten, and we kind of first started out you know, as, as one of our first scope companies to work with us was that USO with the, with the, the 17, you know? Yep. The LR 17. And good, you know, good hunting, good hunting rifle. I mean, it's scope. The, the thing that in all honesty, the thing, and I've always liked USOs. The thing that intrigued me about USOs was the E-Rec knob. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. the, the, the elevation turd is what that is. And it's, it's discreet. It's, if you look at it compared to a traditional style turret, it's it's bigger around in radius, yeah, but flatter. Exactly. Yeah. And for us taking, I, I'd go detail on that, like right. going in and out of packs. Right. That's, that, that's a less, that's less snags. Yep. And you know, that, that's kind of what I liked And the quality of the glass of those is good. And I got along really good with the co-owner, Aaron, Arnold Van Bargen. Uh, I, I can tell you the name of the guy that broke the ice with me. Uh, um, uh, his name was, maybe I can't tell you. Um, it's, it, hey, gosh, anyway, I'll, I'll think of it here. Um, uh, but he, here's what happens in this, in this industry. I mean, you, you, you build a relationship with somebody and then they're gone the next day fast yep. to another company doing the same thing. And, and the guy really liked what we did. I mean, he, he, he's like, man, you guys need to do like lifting videos. You guys need to do show how you train to do your thing. And, um, he 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 really enjoyed what we were doing kind of put me in touch with the higher ups and then we started working with USO we actually did a commercial for him that aired on the sportsman's channel i think it's still playing uh maybe not not, maybe not. i not i think last one. year it did yep. yeah and 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 i could tell I'll tell you a story about that real quick it pertains to optics i was combining corn right down here dude and i apologize for not knowing that dude's name i i do know it i do know it but it, that's what happens i'm yeah, like i could yeah. i was thinking about that i'm like dude i remember everybody the guys that I, the first dudes i work with but i'll think of it he went to surefire is what he did after after uso get a bigger better job george serengelis yep. perfect dude george serengelis yep. i can't believe sorry george <laughs> he's a dude he he's a oh, one of the coolest guys ever and he hooked us up and he made it fun and then um, he moved on. He said, hey, man, you know, I go, well, can, you, can, can I still keep my contacts? He said, Absolutely. So he put me in touch with this guy and then actually designed a reticle with USO. Yeah. A first vocal yep. plane, we called it the TH1, um, the T1H, T1H, sorry. And then USO changed hands again. I've got that reticle sitting in my filing cabinet. I mean, it was in two scopes that were kind prototypes. <laughs> Centered. You guys want to buy some badass B25s? <laughs> Nothing wrong with the glass. The, the Other than missing a little bit of reticle? Little tiny dot in the middle is what's yeah. hot. What's yeah. not, and I'll probably turn the illumination on, and it's probably boom right there. I haven't tried that yet. Oh, that's a good idea. They're right there in those boxes. <laughs> and anyway, so uh, 
I mean, we've been, been able to do some really cool things, and that's something that I enjoy doing, design and stuff like that. You know, hey, man, why doesn't somebody make a reticle designed for us? It's a huge industry. This, uh, the, the, everybody overlooks and predators. And not even just predators, hunting alone. Hunting is huge, but, dude, predators, I mean, that's getting so big. That's like, and it's grown fast. I say it's like the NFA industry. Yeah. It's like, well, the NFA industry's plateaued out now, but, man, it was on such a spike. Everybody was going nuts. Predators, it's a different game. It's high speed, low drag. You get in there, and if you're not paying attention, your ass is burned. It ain't a like lot, a deer a walking. Them, a lot of them are doing it year round, and that's what that's where like I don't care. That's cool Whatever. if you want to do that. If you want to do it any legal means necessary, that's fine. We we hunt them during the fur season, yeah. and we take a pretty good number during that time. Not as many as most, or as not as many as some. I'd say sure, sure. probably more than most, but um, we're hunting a radius that's. A, a fraction of what most guys are. Sure. Some guys are going yeah. three, 400 miles killing hundreds. We're killing sometimes hundreds in a 20 mile radius. Yeah. And we're freaking hammering. And we're in a certain area and where we're in a certain, not bragging. We're not the only ones that do it around here. Absolutely not. So, and, and it's like I said, optics plays a big part in this because it's a high speed, low drag game where you, you want every advantage that you can get. And um, optics, what I was going to tell you was, you know, one of the, the, the commercial that we did for, yeah, it aired yeah. on the Fox Pro Fur Takers. Yep. Here's what happened. Not a lot of guys know about this. And since we're not working with USO anymore, I don't, I, I'll, I don't care. They right. changed hands and I don't yeah. know the guys, that, that, the investors that bought it, but I tried to reach out and, and never pursued it because other things, uh, other things came you know, upon us fast. It always happens that way. It, it does, you know, it, you're, you're, it just happens like that. It stacks, man. You, you, you go stagnant for a while and then all of a sudden, boom, three, four guys get, Hey man, you want to do this? Like, yeah. like Revic loophole. And then there was another company that got all within like a month. These guys, I'm like, dude, Oh man, what do you do now? Well, anyway, uh, um, I was sitting in the combine, combine and corn right here, dude, right below the house and phone number. California. I'm like, God, what the hell? So I answered him. He's like, hey, this is so-and-so from, from USO. It was actually, uh, his name is, is I, I'll just, it's Jason is what his name is. And uh, he, he, he was a good dude too. There was Jason and then there was Mike that I talked to. And they said, hey man, we're investing some money in doing a commercial. It's going to go, because it, Fox Pro, I think uh, USO might've been their prime sponsor maybe, or their, 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 their Title sponsor, there sorry, title sponsor, which is basically the highest paying sponsor for the show. And they said, we did a commercial and we hired some, uh, some company out of Montana to do it, some production company. And they got some guy walking through the forest with a freaking 22 long rifle squirrel gun with a silver barrel <laughs> and our one to eight SRC optic. And they're like, we're screwed. What do we do? We need something, James. What's up? What's up? I go, I, I can fix this. Send me the picture and <laughs> send me the video of what you got and I'll, I'll get you something fast. And so that, I think it was that night, dude, after we, I, I think I we think finished up. John went north. We finished early, I think. Cutting. Right. We buzzed up to the pines and every scene that they had, we replicated way better, you know, and just got the slider out, manual slider, did this, did this, but we actually used a gun that was Cerakoted. I Cerakoted yeah. the gun. Was it, it wasn't the motto. It was the 6.5 Sherman yep. is what it was yep. at the it was time. Cam, yep. Now it's a 6.5 PRC. Yep. But, um, had the ER25 on it, 
going through the pines, kind of doing a little freaking Hollywood style, fakey fake <laughs> stock, you know, like yeah, can't guide the camera. Like yeah, kind of shoulder it up and look freaking intense, like you're gonna can kill something. Can you see my veins? <laughs> oh, I had long sleeves on though. Damn it! Yeah, you did. Oh, you did. <laughs> and face painted <laughs> yeah, all up. Boom, commandoed out. And go over and send them all this footage. And I'm like, I, if you want me to edit this, I can. Uh, so I just clipped it, clipped it, clipped it, did short takes, this, and sent it to them. They're like, holy shit, you're a lifesaver, dude. We're, what do you need? What do you need? Like a lot. <laughs> and they made it right. They did. Kind of. I wouldn't have minded getting paid for it, but we got some good scopes out of the deal yeah. for really quick work. But it's things like that that a lot of guys don't pay. You, you're going to do a predator hunt show and do a commercial with optics, man. Make it relevant to the sport. Right. These guys literally were walking through freaking hunting squirrels about is what it looked like. Nothing against it, but kind of. Squirrel's, <laughs> squirrel's a predator, right? <laughs> a predator to nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it's fun, man. We've done all, it's really, it's really fun doing what we're doing. And there's other, there, I mean, we ran, we ran Bushnell elites. By our uh, Vortex. Vortex Gen 2, the, the, yeah, the, the Gen HD, 2 Razors, yeah, razors and the Gen 1, and the yeah. Gen 1. That The Razor line is the way to go. We, the, 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 you know, the PST is lesser quality. We're, we're about the little bit higher quality stuff, which, like I said, not beating our chest. It's just what we like to use, and, 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 and we're very fortunate to be able to use it. And now, currently, one of our main optics that we're using is the Revic. Yeah. And it's the PMR428 model. They have a couple different. We we could go into the into the. We'll, we'll go into the reticles later on, but let's kind of break the scopes down, right? You got the objective going. We're gonna flow right into this. You got the objective. Usually, um, the the general rule of thumb, in in glass plays a big part in this. Coatings plays a big part in this. The bigger the objective, the better the light transmission. The better, more light that you're gonna gather. You know, you got a 56 versus a 40, 56 versus a 30. You're going to get a lot better light transmission than you are, you know, in, in those low light conditions. And that for us, you know, I had a guy mention something. Oh, I'm, I have to carry around the Hubble telescope like you guys do. I'm like, dude, really? Come on, man. You know, come. I mean, let's not go here. And, and it's just guys that are upset because of what oh, some guys are doing, you know, and there's not, nothing against it. If you don't, you know, he was running like a, I can't even remember, but it was like a one to six. Like you can do it if sure. you're for the shot's going to be 150, 200. Yeah, absolutely, no worries. But you know, for us, it's a lot easier to be overscoped. And I think what we a one by our one to six on the blackout. Yeah, and that's because for the shot we could take with that <laughs> without having to mess with hold was 50 yards. I mean, geez. Yeah. But that was a Gen 2 Razor. Yeah. That was a good, good, really good glass. And we shot out to 400 with it on the review, if you guys check the review out. I don't think we had subs on it, though, did we? Yeah, dude, oh, really? it was subs. Watch a really? video. It was click, and then you wait like yeah, 10 seconds, okay. bink, yeah. 400. And then that USO, what was it? Um, Which which one? That little, I think it's on Rush's 22, oh, maybe. Those are MR10s. Okay. Those okay, are yep, those yep. are their, I mean, and then they have the SR, then they have the 1 to 8 SRC. I'm pretty yeah. sure I might okay. be murdering okay. some models here, but I, if this is all off the top of my head, guys. Um, so, you know, that like, look, let's go. You got the objective. The bigger the objective, a lot of guys, you know, and, and it pertains to glass quality, uh, the way that I've seen it. You know, if you have good glass that's got a big objective with good coating, freaking phenomenal in low light conditions. And for some guys, there's a happy medium there where they don't care. They'd rather have a more streamlined rifle system 
where it's 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 easier for them to carry around it's not as bulky it's not as heavy and there's a lot of good optics out there that are on that low magnification range but we generally don't run those right just because the the main reason to to be honest with you guys is like i said overscoped i would rather be over prepared than under and especially out here in the wide open if a coyote holds up at 600 guess what with a lower end magnification it ain't, it ain't gonna happen i don't sorry man unless you get lucky and it is luck yeah and that mag- for that that magnification you i mean as long as it's there it's you don't have to use it exactly you know? on on your with the revic four and a half yeah to 28 yep you have and yours right at the happy medium point every set yeah eight to 12 probably you know and 12 max you still get a good field of view yep and you can and, and, and it's not and and these are you know 100 yards to up to 400 you know i mean and how often do we do a 400 not very, you know, it's, but it's there if they sit yeah, on their ass yeah. and you know they ain't coming in. And then in. when we're shooting steel, I'm, I'm going to throw that, throw that thing to 28 and I want to see where I hit. Or if we're shooting, it, yeah. It, yeah, or if we're shooting bug knots at 100, yeah, you can hold yep. that right on the middle of the, you know, the quarter inch dot. Yeah, that magnification. You, I mean, you don't have to use it just because it's there, but, it's, but you want it there. Yeah, for, for us, we do, right. 100%. Magnification is your friend. It is. That's the way that I put it. Magnification is your friend if you know how to use it. Sure. You just got to, you can't be stupid. You can't go into a set and go, all right, I have 28. Get ready, have a coyote come blaze, and you can't find him. Yeah, well, you ain't going to yeah. find him. No kidding, dude. Come on. Well, I mean, and that's, I mean, most of you guys that are out there listening are like, yeah, man, you know, duh, they, duh. exactly. You know. But there's guys that are like, oh, really? And that's nothing against it. You'll figure it out. Go put your scope on full mag and see how fast you can get on that son of a bitch. It's hard charging. At 50. Yeah. Have fun, oh, what, dude. There was a coyote? Mag dump. <laughs> yeah. But, and then, you know, so you got the objective, all right? The tube diameter, guys, I mean, I'm going to probably Google this stuff. Tube diameter. You got a one inch, you got a 30, you got a 34, a 35. Tube has nothing to do with light transmission. It's it's your it's your mechanics. It's your come-ups, right? Like, um, with, when I shot my 338 Norm out to, 2050 i've got it all recorded but gosh dang i can't remember i mean i was at like uh i was pegged out on my turret on my on my elevation turret i don't know what it was but then i still had to hold another 11 mils on my reticle and that was with i think that that i think that was a 35 might have been a 30 what an er 25 no no that was the that was the gen one vortex or sorry it was a gen one razor the vortex gen one razor yeah yep and, and it is good. It was, yeah. well, it got me out there. It took me a dozen shots to get there. 15 maybe, yeah. but it was yeah. an MOA plate. It wasn't no freaking vehicle size target. It was right. a 20 by 20 inch plate at 2050. That's it's tough to do. Sure. And you don't realize how stupid it is till you back up and you look at it and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> but I mean, that, that's what you, you, your rifle system is only as good as the glass. I mean, you, you that's the way you have to look at it. Right. You can have, right. You can have a $300 gun and a $2,000 piece of glass and be able to perform. Yeah. If your gun, if you reload, if your gun shoots bug knots, you're only as good as the glass. And there's so many options to go into. But that's general rule of thumb. The the, the tube is your come-ups. You know, for mid to long range, you want to be able to have, you want that over, you want that 30 plus millimeter tube so you can use that internal adjustments to get to where you want to shoot. And for us out here shooting steel where we are, y- y- one inches are obsolete. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, yeah. thir- we're most of ours now are, are 34s. 
You know, most of our, most of our scopes are all 34s that we're running out there. What's that new loop that the Mark five, it's a 34, isn't it? I think, I don't know, dude, I should know that it's a 3.6 to 18 though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. If I had my caliber, I'd caliper, I'd whip around and measure it. Yeah, it's, but I, it's there. I mean, we, we, we haven't, the thing is we haven't pegged it out yet. We've taken what we shot those PRCs out to, we never did. We shoot them out to a thousand thousand is yeah. all we didn't get out there to 1200 here pretty quick. Yeah. But, um, looking at it, another thing too, before we get into the turrets parallax, that's a lot of thing. John kind of mentioned that yesterday, but, um, that's something that a guy should look at. Parallax is, is an important factor in these. And what a lot of guys don't understand is if you don't have your parallax properly adjusted, right. you will miss you, you will miss at a range at a certain range. And what that does is it, all it does is I was, I was actually, and we've noticed this, me and you shooting the same rifle. And changes. Changing your, I mean, the group is, like you said, a bug knot. But it's different. And mine's a bug knot, but the location is different. A little bit. Not a lot, but oh, a little bit. Yes. Noticeably different. And, it, yep. and it's because of that. The yep. parallax. Yep. A shooter, different, different eyes, different. Yep. The, in, in, in the parallax, basically, you adjust that. And most of these new scopes, like on the Revix, I think, have like 100, 200, 300. And, yep. and, and you can't. You, it just gives you an approximate range of yep. what it should be. You still yep. have to yep. fine-tune it with your eye. But what that does is it, it puts that reticle on your same plane as your focus. Yeah. It, otherwise, otherwise, it's like this. It's floating out there. You move your eye and your reticle moves yep. in relation to your target. You know, And so that's something yep. that a guy should note. If you do have some of those older scope, I don't even know if they're older, but they had the parallax. They had the, 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 the on, on, your, on your ocular. Yep. Or on your objective, sorry, on your objective. Okay, there you go. You know, and, and that's something that it's a pain in the ass. You, you got to reach up there. No, no, no. Right here. That's, they made yeah. it so much yeah. better. So much yeah. better on these on these long-range scopes. But that's just something to note, you guys. And most of you guys already know that. And then you got the turrets, all right? You got a mil-mil setup, or I shouldn't even say mil-mil. You got a mil setup, or you got an MOA setup. What you don't want is a mil-MOA or an MOA-mil. And most times in this thing, I think... Dude, I think that old 308 you used to have that had that old Mark IV on it had a had a mill turret and minute, ha, sorry, had minute turrets and a mill dot reticle. Yep, I think you're right. No, because it had like half inch clicks, dude. It was My crazy. Own. Yeah, yeah. It, it was set yeah. up for the 308 for a 175 SMK. No, no 168. Okay, there you go. Yes, yep. it was. Yep. I remember that, dude. I yep. don't even know how I remember yep. that that scope like that. But yeah, that's exactly right. 168s. Yeah. Yep. And, and so basically, I mean, you, what, what, what the easiest way to explain it is this, say you're shooting at a thousand yards, you got an awesome backstop. You can see anywhere your round hits within a 30 yard square, right? You're aiming right at the center target. You've got a mill reticle. You got mill turrets. You shoot. You're exactly one mil to the right, plain and simple. All right. So what do you do? You either use your reticle that you have, if it's, we'll get into that too, the first focal plane, and you adjust, you move it over accordingly, left or right, shoot, hit it, or you dial. Or you know, a, better, a, better, a better scenario would be one mil low because freaking wind, it's just whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't dial for wind. We hold. I don't either, yep. So you're one mil low. You have a mil mil setup, mil turret, and a mil reticle. Easy. You just you, you you use your reticle to measure, and then you dial and you shoot. Or if you have a first focal plane, 
you just hold and you shoot. You make the quick adjustment. Now, if you have a MOA mill setup, man, you're introducing math. That's mm-hmm. a you, you can easily do yeah, it. It's always nice to have the guy next to you shooting the same thing. Exactly. If he's a mill, I mean, you're a mill. You want that guy? He can call your call your come up pretty quick. That's way better. Yeah. And 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 we're almost always like that. Yep. Shooting rifles with the same reticle. H59 is what, the Horus H59. Man, that's an awesome. I love that reticle. We got the Tremor three in our Mark fives, and I I I don't I don't like that dude. I mean, you can utilize it, but there's some features in there that we will. The the H59 is cut and cut and dry, dude. It's easy. Gritted out. I mean, it's scary to some guys, but yeah. The too main, busy, too busy. But it, it, if you learn to use it, the only thing that's too busy about it is if you have really, really good glass, you're using that really, really good glass to fill a reticle in. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's the only downfall of it to me. Otherwise, freaking, that's awesome. Yeah. I would love that in all of them. But, um, I mean, you're, you're, the main thing in choosing a scope is you want to either go mil-mil Make sure your reticle matches your turrets or MOA, MOA. Don't mix it up because you're introducing math. And, and, and when, when even it's just something you don't need to do. It alleviates a headache. It takes it's, the fun out of it, too. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you write down a cheat sheet for no reason. Yeah. But it just makes you think too much. Yeah, it does. It does. You already got to think about enough stuff. Yeah. And then, then you know, we can kind of talk about reticles. Um. The easiest way to put this, and we'll kind of, I don't know if we'll close out on it, but um, reticles, this is where I would say everything falls in line with the rifles that we designed. I mean, the very beginning was uh, taking factory rifles, your traditional style 22-250, and what was the first thing that we did with those rifles, 24-inch barrels? Cut the barrel off. Done, gone, cut her off to 18. And we didn't off. do it ourselves, obviously. But, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, our gunsmith did. Had him thread it right, put the proper shoulder on it, the proper thread pitch, half by 28. Because we, we knew we were putting a can on it. And that's another a, eight, nine inches. That's exactly why we did and it. Everything we do is in and out of a pack. More discreet, easier to swing, more compact, more ergonomic for our application. It, we modified it to fit. And that's exactly when you, if you guys watch anything that we do, um, it's not that we're trying to do something different. I mean, here, here's the thing. Look at this. So 10, 15 years ago, and I said this in another podcast, but we, we were cutting our barrels off and we had guys online go, what the hell are you doing? And it's what, what caliber is that? That must be like a 308 or something. No, yeah. it's a 22250. Well, what? Why I'm would you co- do that? Yeah. You're decreasing your velocity. And I'm like, yeah. well, here's the deal, dude. We're running a can. We're adding another eight inches to this to this rifle's profile yep. and being able to and 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 it all relates to optics and, and, and we were we were we were decreasing the 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 velocity, velocity. yeah we're, we didn't care no i mean it wasn't that, that because wasn't what we were looking for because of and a lot of it's because of optics right and so you got a, a 25 to 30 feet per second decrease per every inch that you take off general rule of thumb mm-hmm. so we're taking off close to 200 feet per second which with certain i mean yeah you, you that that has effect on ballistics on performance and here's here's the traditional rifle predator hunting varmint hunting rifle 24 inch 26 inch barrel slow twist freaking smoking them burn it three th- upper threes 4000 feet yeah. per second and and you have a max point blank range and that is that's a good call you, you you basically sight your gun in high at a hundred or you have it uh, two hundred yards zero. Inch high at a hundred. Yeah. You know, that that was 
the thing. The, that, yeah, you know. and, and then you hold on for which means, I mean, your max point blank range, your trajectory of that round falls within the vitals of your target within X amount. So say right. your max point blank range is 300 yards. Well, from zero to 300, you hold, you hold on. right on right for don't hold high, don't hold low. You hold right on, and it will be done in, in, in theory. And, and that's right. It is. If you can hold your own. And when we started cutting our, our, our rifles down, you know, I'm not bragging. But, dude, nobody did that. No, they, they thought now, we were idiots. And now look at every single store you go to. Look at the rifles, the Gunworks rifles, 16 and a half inch barrels in, in, in your Remington 700 AAC Tactical. Ten years after we were cutting ours down, every bolt, every big manufacturer had bolt guns that had barrels that were sixteen to eighteen inches. As yeah, soon as yeah. the suppressor, probably, probably more than eighteen, but still, yeah, there was a couple twenty-four, yeah, twenty-six, or even twenty. They were down to, yeah. and and it was when that suppressor industry blew up. And yep. you could, you know, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just putting two and two together and go, dude, two plus two yeah. is four. <laughs> This makes sense. This doesn't. Yeah, yeah. We're running cans. Why the hell would we not want to do this? Yeah, we and got then, we got a nine inch can on a twenty four inch barrel. I mean, your stock isn't even in the in the damn pack. Yeah, and it's you know? it's yeah. your center of gravity. It's it's shifting on you. Yeah. And and with these lighter rifles, it's not as big or bad. But when you get to these bigger rifles, it can be a pain. But that's what was happening. And we'll go into detail on that on our suppressor deal. You hear us talk about this again. But here's here's the thing. So we're, so we're designing these rifles, right? And, and, and we're cutting the barrels off. And we're actually, after a year or two of cutting the barrels, we just started getting our own barrels and having, con, not converting, but opting out of the slow twist and going with the fast twist. What that allows you to do, and we can do a barrel thing too, but that's just kind of Google it. it. It allows you to run heavier rounds and without being able to stabilize heavier rounds. And what we found is most of these fast twist barrels stabilize light rounds as well. And if you're not pushing them too hard, you don't have, you don't have pressure issues. You don't have issues of the bullet coming apart in flight because of the rapid RPM. Um, we were slowing down our rifles. We were slowing down our, our, our loads. I mean, we were, we were making them a little more mild, right? Because that's generally how they shot tighten them up that's what we were after precision we're not after an inch group we're not after a three-quarter we're after if we vice it in one hole all in the same hole and the way that we designed our stuff is with you know being able to cater to those heavier rounds in case we want to all we're doing here guys is what we're eliminating variables you have wind south dakota man if you can't shoot in the wind and don't get me wrong we don't know everything we don't there's we miss there's times where that wind freaking blows that round where it ain't supposed to go, but we're trying to cancel out a variable. And by using a higher BC round, you can, you can efficiently make that happen. Oh yeah. And 10 years ago, you hardly saw optics with first focal planes. You didn't, you, all my NXSs, none of those had first focal planes. You didn't, you most, you, I mean, think about it. 10 years ago, a decade ago, if somebody said first focal plane, 99% of people would go, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. I even get guys on Instagram saying, dude, go over first focal plane, go over second focal plane. And it's, it's I mean, like I, it's, it's, it's a redundant, it's, 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 a, it's a redundant uh, uh, mention, basically, or conversation, I should say, because it's, it's, it's spoken about quite a bit. But 
the whole reason that we're able to make our profile shorter and so effective is because of a first focal plane reticle. And that's where we're going with this. We're doing this with our platforms. We're slowing it, the velocity up, but you're taking a max point blank range rifle and you're taking a short profile, slow, not sluggish, but a lot slower, hundreds of feet per second slower, and being able to do the same thing almost just as quick because you don't have to make calculations. You're using a first vocal plane, hold, yep. hold over, exactly. So you, we got 100 yards zero. At 200, you're still holding on. At 300, you got, some depending on, what, on our MOAs, on our MOA first vocal plane, you're like three minutes. And at 400, sometimes depending on what we're using, it's either four to six. And, and we've got it all in our, in our, in, with our load. Up, up until like these Revics came out, I was, a, I mean, hunting wise, calling coyotes, I never dialed. Yeah, just hold. hold. First focal hold. plane. Yeah. And if you didn't have that, guess what? You better have it on the magnification that that yep. reticle's valued 15 at. 15 or 22 or, you know, max it out, you know. Yep. Yeah. Or, or, or cut it in half and know yep. what your holds are in, yep. in half increments and, and have it dialed out or mag, the magnification right. Right. low. And so that's what we're being able to do. The difference between first focal plane reticle and a second focal plane is the, it's easy. The first focal plane reticle maintains its value at any magnification. Simple. Plain as day. Cut and dry. No, you, so if you're on 28 or you're on four and a half. Your hold's still the same. That reticle does, it, the reticle value does not change. Now, you know, if you haven't ever used the first focal plane, when you zoom all the way out, that reticle gets so small, it's almost, you can't use it. Right. Unless you have some kind of illumination where you can actually see the intersection or the center dot, but they get so faint and so small. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a concern and it should be noted. And the same thing, when you zoom it all the way in, that reticle does get fat, but a lot of guys get really afraid of that. They're like, Oh, well dude, that reticle is going to get fat. Well, I'm not, it's going to cover up. Well, it's not necessarily, it right. gets fat, but that's why we choose the reticle. Yep. We have a reticle yep. selection that works for us. And in, in ours is that RX one from the Revic and it's got a center dot floating, floating, nothing around it. Yep. You can see fur around it when you, you could, yep. you could hold it on a pupil and still see his color of his eyes. Right. And that's a huge part when you're shooting groups are for precision, precision shooting or precision hunting, I think. Yeah. yeah. But we, you, then you have the RT one reticle, which is their MOA version. And it's intersecting crosshairs. And when you zoom it in, it's a lot tougher to shoot groups. It's even definitely on 28. Just, it's definitely a hunting reticle. Yep. It, if, it, feels, it feels like on our, on our, our side-end targets, it, it fills that center dot in when you oh, zoom yeah. it all the way yeah. in that center crosshair yeah. does. If you can shoot a good group with that thing, I mean, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's something, you know. It's tough. It, it covers, like you said, it covers up the whole center target. So that's, that's just some things that a guy should probably know, pay right. attention to. Right. And I mean, it's, it's the second focal plane, the, the reticle, basically it, it changes, but when you zoom in and you zoom out, it stays the same. It's, I don't want to confuse you guys, but the reason that it's doing that is the first focal plane. When you zoom in and you zoom out, the reason that it's maintaining the, the same value is it's changing with the magnification so that the value stays the same. Right. And on a first focal plane, the reticle stays the same, which is appealing to a lot of guys. Cause if it's a fine reticle or a duplex, no matter what. It, it, it doesn't change the yeah. thickness. It always stays the same. They're content with it. But if you're trying to utilize holdover or pay attention to calling shots, yeah, you're off unless you know your what's going on. Yeah. That's just something to kind of pay attention to. 
And, you know, you got your values, MOA versus Mills. You know, here, here's the thing. A lot of guys, I've had a couple guys ask me this too. Um, you know, what's a better, what, what's better for hunting? You know, an MOA is more precise, but here's the way, here, quick way to look at it. General with thumb, layman's terms, one minute at 100 yards is one inch. Most MOA scopes are broken down into quarter inch clicks on your turret, right? So, so that, that's the four clicks equal one that's inch. That's your normal hunting scope, anything. And, and, yep. and even with like most of our tactical scopes, sure. same thing. Yeah. Same thing. One, one click is a quarter of an inch at 100 yards. And you look at a mill. One mill at 100 yards is 3.6 inches. So, oh, you know, there's, a, there's it's, it's thirds almost. It's almost three, it's three times, a little over three times more. But mills are broken down. Most, most of the mill turrets are broken down into tenths of a mill. So, therefore, that 3.6 goes down to 0.36 per click. Okay, well, it's still a little bit bigger. But let's take it out to a thousand yards. Thousand yards is an easy one to work with. A thousand yards, one one click of a minute scope at a thousand yards, if it's got a quarter inch click, goes from point two five zero to two and a half inches at a thousand yards. Now the same thing, you know, you take your 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 mill and one mill at a thousand yards thirty six inches will break that down into tenths. That goes down to 3.6 inches. So you have a you, the, the difference between a click at a thousand yards, 3.6 or 2.5. There's a little over an inch difference, little over an inch. That's not enough to worry about. Sure. And that's why I, I mean, I'll use whatever. Usually, like what you said was a really good point. It's really good to have your partners use the same thing that you do. If you if you got a buddy that you shoot with a lot, why not, man? Sure, Invest. Yeah. Sell, sell yeah. your scope that's out of the. Yeah. And get the one that your buddy's got or vice versa. Yep. And I like learning new stuff, man. So I'm always all about, I'm always trying to figure stuff out in my head. You and know? when we first started shooting steel, it was, everything was MOA. Yeah. You know, we weren't, I was, I was like, man, I was stupid. I was ignorant. I was always getting like, well, Mills is a freaking, is, is more for the overseas guys. Well, it's, yeah. it's not, it's just a different unit of measurement, basically. I mean, and, and it's easy once you learn it. It is. Nowadays, you're That's ballistic. about all we do. All, all, I mean, other than a couple of the Revics, but. All of our, our steel shooting is, is mills. Yep. With our, with our H 59s. Yep. Yep. It is. We've got a couple LR 17s that are minutes for our mottos. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it, it's for hunting application, even precision hunting or precision shooting. There's not enough difference to worry about. There's just not, if you're concerned with it, there's not, but it's, it's just a personal preference. I think right now the mills have a lot better ground game in, in reticles options reticle options like the age 59 that's our go that's my yeah. go i love yeah. that dude yep. if you guys haven't looked at it google it it's a freaking awesome reticle but i don't know i mean that's it's a lot of stuff to go over man i mean we've went over a lot of stuff and we're at a word and we're at an hour 20 that's uh, a freaking look at it dude it's fun to talk people about are gonna hang up at i know 30 it. minutes what the like f- these jackasses <laughs> i don't i'm really trying not to cuss but hey what do you guys think about, uh, I talked to a couple of guys and, and, and we, I mean, without getting too crazy here, we personally, I don't bad mouth companies. It's not good to do. I mean, but a lot of guys thrive on not only good feedback. They don't just want to hear good feedback. They want to hear bad experiences. And I'll tell you what, dude, we've, we've had got some, a lot. Yeah. And what I'm thinking, I don't, I don't, and, and we don't say anything about it. We, 
you don't see their equipment in this room either. Yep, that's exactly right. And if somebody asks us personally on the phone, like, hey, what do you think about this? And we've had yeah. bad experience. We'll, yeah. we'll tell them. Just the other day, somebody said, oh, I got one of these. I said, send it back. I know Get exactly. Money back. I know exactly what you're talking about too, dude. I'm just going to tell you, and you know, I, we've been there, done that. Send it back. And that guy worked with us. Don't even open it. That guy worked with us a lot. Yeah. I mean, that guy did yeah. some, and, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, God. Dude, man, now this ain't. And you ain't, try to get ain't. him to change a few things. Yeah, I'm like, this ain't gonna. No, 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 no. <laughs> this ain't happening, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry, you know, we won't say anything bad, but I'm sending these back. He goes, yeah. not just keep them. Gave them away for Christmas presents. You did. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> he, I asked, asked him first. Three of them. I told him. I said, I'll send them back, dude. I'll send. I'll feel better if I send them back. He said, No, 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 no. You just keep them. So that's what I did. Anyway, I mean, gift. <laughs> those guys loved them too. They thought they were snipers oh, when they got those. O'Neal Ops. I got these from O'Neal Ops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Any, but I mean, what I'm thinking is guys are saying, hey man, why not do like a a select podcast where, you know, you guys just let it go? Because I'm not, I, I don't, I mean, online even. I, there's so many times where I bite my tongue because it's not the right thing to do in my mind to badmouth companies. That, that are, they're out there to try to make money. Sure. But like we said, you know, if it's somebody that's doing it the wrong way, we'll call them out. But there's companies that we have used that a lot of guys are using right now. And we can tell you some that, that don't work for us. And, and, it, and it's not out there to, to, I mean, I can tell you suppressors. I can tell you barreled actions. We can tell you optics. We can tell you accessories, all sorts of stuff. And, um, it, <laughs> I mean, if we did it, it, it would be like a, it would be a, a, almost like a free for all. We'd probably let the F bomb fly a little bit more than we do here. We're trying to keep this civil, this podcast. I mean, I don't want to get it out of hand, but it's fun talking about stuff that, that we like to do. And if guys were interested in something like that, I've had, a, I've had more than a few guys tell me they, they'd like us to like do a, a pay for one where we go into detail on like film equipment. Like, Hey man, what, how, what specific settings do you use to get the look that you want? We want to know. There's certain things that you just don't tell guys because if, if you did, then everybody would try to spin off and be like you yeah. and which, and, and that's fine. It's happened, but th th that's, that's cool though for us, because you know what we must be, you, a guy must be doing something right. If guys are, are liking what you do and they're trying to emulate you, yeah. they're trying to replicate what you do. Um, and like I said, man, this is nothing that we're trying to be. It's just something, everything about our stuff, these optics, optics falls right in line with it, dude. Modification customization these these hdb 3000s i can take an sd mini and implement my custom ballistics into that boom range tells me my dope what what about that is is not a benefit you know everything that we like to do is is detailed it's it's out of the ordinary not because we're trying to be it's just how we've always done it and we we've said that before and i'm sure we'll say it again but we're thinking about doing something like that a podcast where we we go into detail on in, on really really good stuff and we'd keep doing these ones oh absolutely you know, oh hell yeah yeah it, yeah it would just be an extra that 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 that, that would get the negative like the, the, the we cuss a lot dude bad news we cuss a lot, and we got and kids and we shouldn't do it do it without cussing and i want to cuss right now <laughs> I know what you want to say. I know what word you want to say. What? <laughs> oh. But um, I mean, here here's the deal, guys. You know, we we just enjoy doing this. We want to try and get as much content out there as possible. Um, 
you know, it's, it's fun for us to do. It, it's a, it, I, I enjoy, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, the two fellows that came in, we've had guys come from eight, nine, 10 hours away in, in, and asked us about this stuff in, in, in person. And, and it's not like we know more than a lot of guys do. We, we don't. When I try to get to technical aspects of stuff, I don't like doing that because I'll probably misspeak, you know, like, like, okay, there's X amount of mills in an MOA. I, I don't need to rattle numbers off. You can Google that and get accurate results or get accurate answers. What I like to say is, dude, you know what? I've used this and this is how we use it. And this is why we use it or and, don't use it. And we hammer the piss out of it. And we've well, just used like them guys came. What was it last winter? Came in and sat in the old, your old weight room and talked to us for hours, oh, two, oh. two, three hours for, for, for Thurnt with Slattery. Yes. And, and said, you guys need to let people know about this kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your pants. I want your pants, dude. What pants? <laughs> yeah, like, what, what are those? What are you yeah, wearing what, right what, there? What you need you? to tell us. You need to tell and, people. And I'm like, you know? really? And I'm like, kind of eye-opening. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's cool to see guys. That, we want to get guys freaking riled up like that, dude. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. that needs to happen in the hunting industry, dude. We, need, we want guys to, 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 I mean, we don't come to our hunting spots. Don't yeah. even try to come You'll into our hunting spots. Slammed. You'll get that, and you'll probably get a... Freaking 416 in the engine block <laughs> times two. But, I mean, we want to get guys amped up. And a lot of guys have a problem with it because, like, oh, you know, there's already limited hunting and all the coyotes are getting educated. So buy a thermal from us. Yeah, you so can be kill. it. <laughs> we deal with the same shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. You got to, you got to, the coyotes are adapting. You yeah. just got to be, you yep. accept, uh, you customize, you be more efficient. Yep. You know, be a, be a, be a, more effective predator we need that raw that raw uh podcast thing because oh that would be fun i mean we could do some dance we could do some wreck and job we, we we'd have is we'd have some rank guests as well oh we yeah do. we would yeah. get some guys that don't give two f's on that <laughs> and then it would be yeah, we, we'd, deal. <laughs> we'd get a I, I would get a couple more microphones oh yeah but you guys let us know on that Yeah, let us know if that's something you'd check out or be willing to be a part of we would we'd 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 entertain it if we could get even a hundred guys. I think our our audience isn't very big on this podcast. I mean, I'm looking at it, and we'll be transparent with you guys. I want to grow it. We've got, I think it said we've only really been started to do this hard for not even really hard yet for well, this? four weeks maybe five or six. And I think our audience it says we've got an uh, approximate 600, 600 people in our audience that are listening to. to I mean, the more we do, the more the more information out there we can get. Hopefully, we can yeah. get that to a few thousand. That'd be nice. That'd be cool. And and if we could get a hundred guys that are interested in the raw deal, where we could get some pretty rank stuff going on, we might do that. I'd have to figure out how to set it up, but I would do it. It would go somewhere along the lines of like I was saying earlier. Um, if you know, if you guys you make sure you this week make sure and tag us. This year, this week, make sure you tag us with with. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go there right now, but I probably will. I wonder how long ago that camera shut off. <laughs> it, that battery, dude, it had a, it had an hour and 20 minutes on it. Oh. So it's at, we're at an hour 28, so probably eight minutes ago. Yeah, I bet. But that one's going. I got you in it. We can make it work. Yeah, it's all it good. Doesn't matter. But, you know, if you guys are liking what you're hearing and – you're interested in what we do, be sure to make sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel, guys. That's what we're really trying to grow. We want to get that going. And, and by adding the podcast to it, you know, some guys might kind of sit and watch us. Some guys might not. 
check out our Instagram pages. I'm O'Neill Ops, all lowercase. And you are Ops underscore pro staff. <laughs> check out our Facebook page, O'Neill Ops. Check them out, Instagram. Just Google it. Google it. Hashtag uh, us. Hashtag. Hashtag. Abby rode that Revic like it was Wednesday night. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys hashtag that, it, it will, we'll make sure and post that up at the end. <laughs> I'm going to have to make sure and post that up at the end of this podcast. But once again, guys, I'm James O'Neill. You're here with O'Neill Ops. And uh, we're going to be throwing a lot of stuff out there this year, man. We're going to freaking hammer this out. We're going we're, we're gonna to have our game camera set up all winter long. Four or five barn owls. We're going to go into those, too. Check it out. See if there's any coyotes on our bait piles. No, and there ain't nothing yet. Full moon, man. We'll be doing podcast hammering before we're going out doing some there murder mode with thermals. We got some cool people coming this winter, too. So. Hell, yeah. We'll make it count. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Make sure to check it all out, fellas. Not to be redundant, YouTube, O'Neill Ops, Facebook, O'Neill Ops, and Instagram, O'Neill Ops, and O'Neill Ops. That's all I got to say. We're out. <laughs>